so I should have published this a month or two ago when I first made it, but then I was having a trouble with the editing process and life just got really crazy, so here it is. I know that it's going to improve and I'm sorry that it has some glitches in it, but here it is. <laughs> And I'm working on more segments for more episodes. It's going to include a lot about my mom life and a little about the story of the birth of our baby. So I hope that you'll stick around. Thank you so much for your support. Hi again. It's me, Joyce. Once again, I'm attempting to engage you. And tickle your brain a bit. Let's talk about some stuff together. A big part of why I'm making this recording is to give my greater circles a bigger window to my life. Being witnessed is of high value to me because it creates accountability with those of you who choose to support my growth. In addition, I feel that some of my intellectual dives may benefit others and at the same time become more clarified in my own mind by the simple act of sharing. Today I'm hoping to produce a better sound for you all, highlight some features of my week, and give you some birthy things to chew on. Not the placenta. Ew, gross. Just kidding. Some women do ingest that. Later, I'll tell you why. Okay, so the big things on my mind this week are how friggin' hot it's been. Uh, a lot of friends and mentors, even my dad, is going on a 500-mile run this week. They just left yesterday, and I ran with them five years ago, so... I could totally imagine the route and a lot of the people that they're going to see and many of the teachings that I learned that still inform my life. And the other thing that's on my mind is some of my big wins. Personally, I wanted to share with you, plus I'll get back to that placenta talk. Some of the biggest lessons that you learn if you join the run circle are about how all life is sacred and how we're all connected. Everyone can be your teacher, even plants and animals. You need to steward the land. We don't own anything, just take care of resources that we have access to and honor that all life is sacred by being respectful, running with messages of importance, and praying with every step. 
this year the mean prayer that will go up from the runners is related to the missing and murdered indigenous women, girls, and people. It's pretty incredible how ignored some groups of our society go and the things that they have to deal with as a community and how invisible they feel. So it's important that these runners are going to go pass across 500 miles. They're running in California. They're running on the road. They have teams. They've been training all year. And they don't just train their bodies. They train their minds to focus and pray and... be a part of a team even though your individual run is important your main goal is to take your turn every time to help the team get down the road and not be taking away from the experience that is happening all around you including everyone that witnesses this group going into different camps in a respectful way. We always bring gifts to the places where we visit. There are some really great hosts that are part of the native community here in California. A lot of the spiritual leaders that help us notice about why we're showing up and how come it's so important and what we need to bring back to our communities as far as information or messages in the long tradition of running as messengers. So like I said, it's been a hot, hot week, and I just hope that the runners get down the road safe, and I'll probably elaborate more about who those people are and why they've changed my life and helped my family heal. But it might take another time to do that because I just wanted to tell you guys about some of the stuff going on at my homestead this week. It's been so hot that we uh, fished all the frog farts out of our hot tub that we just leave with cool water and covered it with a shade and made a swimming opportunity for my kid, my four-year-old. It's also been so hot that we've seen lots of snakes, rattlesnakes in particular, so that's been fun and dangerous to try to keep the dogs safe. I've got a couple of French bulldogs that are pregnant and they're being really clingy. They're 
trying to relax a lot, and we keep putting them in the house for the heat is so intense. I don't want them to overheat. I totally feel for them being extra pregnant myself. I've had some swelling in my ankles. I feel huge. <laughs> I'm trying to not feel trapped in my body. <laughs> Basically, I'm my main thing this week is managing my mind around anxiety. Thinking about how our family dynamics are going to really shift a lot here soon. And I'm looking forward to the new baby and looking forward to my four-year-old welcoming the new baby and helping to care for them. I've already been so blessed with my husband uh, just making things so smooth this pregnancy. He's tuned in. I'm proud of our communication. He's always a hard worker, so when I'm not feeling like I can do things like need to get up off the couch, he helps me, or need to prepare a meal, he's totally down. I just love him so much. I'll have to take more time and tell you all about Travis sometime. He's a really interesting and complex person that enriches my life in ways I never even knew I could need. But I'm growing and learning so much living out here. And by his example, I feel motivated to do creative things and be productive in life, and live joyfully, no matter what is going on in the world. So I'm really glad to have him as my apocalypse partner. This week I harvested some lavender and lemon balm and calendula right from my yard. I had a massive bloom of lavender off of three plants and I only harvested like one third of one plant. I still need to tie it all into bundles. I started doing it but got interrupted and had to stop and it's just in a basket on my kitchen table with the materials for putting it into bundles. Smells nice. It's calming. It'll be totally worth it even if it dries. I'll maybe make some lavender sugar or something. The calendula went into some olive oil. I'll turn that into something later. I've never done that, but I'm just trying to walk with my intentions and have integrity for what I try and plan to do. <laughs> so telling you all about it is going to be helpful for me to, as a pledge to get it done sooner than later. 
something that happened sooner than later was I had a clog in my kitchen sink. This is a system that my husband built. And it was working really good for four years. And now it, we couldn't fix it the traditional way you would think. So he decided to cut the pipe, aim it another direction. And now I have a French drain system that goes from my kitchen sink to my front garden. It waters all my irises. And that solves a huge gardening problem that I usually have, which is forgetting to water. Whoops. Um, and it'll make our front yard beautiful, inviting. It'll feed my irises and my rosemary and my oregano that's living there. And I'll probably put some more herbs there now that I know it's going to get watered and things will survive. Yay! Some of my personal big wins might sound kind of cheesy to you, but maybe you can relate. I try not to get too stuck on likes or shares and things like that, but who doesn't like it when they've got 25 friends encouraging them with little hearts on Instagram? I, uh, <laughs> or your comment on some random group gets replied to and your conversation goes a little bit deeper than the average surface level. Um, those are sort of big wins for me when I spend kind of a amount of time on the internet kind of warrioring out with my typing. Uh, I like to support women that are pregnant and their birth choices. I get to advocate for sovereign birthing choices. Like, basically, you can choose what you want for your birth. You can, I, you can design your ideal birth. You don't have to do what someone tells you to. And... The reason why I really feel that way is because most of the messages out there are telling us to be scared of our own power as women, as birthing women. Most of the messages out there say that birth should be in a hospital or that it will be an emergent situation that needs that you need to be saved from. And that's just simply not true most of the time. So a lot of the things that I learned really would change your mind if you were pregnant and you had to make some of these decisions or, you know, all the decisions that go along with that. And you had more information. You might just decide that you'd like to 
eat healthier instead of focus on your prenatal vitamin. Or you might decide that resting more is more important than starting a new job or making financial plans around expecting a new baby. Um, babies are a part of your family. They join your life. So even though they do change a lot of things, they don't and they shouldn't stop you from being a family the way you were. Uh, they should join, they are going to be born into the world that you live in. So if you go on a lot of hikes, they're going to go on a lot of hikes. If you like to be inside all the time, extra cozy, they're probably going to like to be extra cozy inside with you. <laughs> I mean, if you like to go to shows, they probably are going to already like and enjoy music and have a natural affinity for dancing and singing that you'll notice as they start to develop their personality, which is like really soon. I've been so amazed watching my daughter grow. And I've spent lots and lots of time thinking and learning about birth. So it makes me feel really, really good when I'm able to advocate for your sovereign birth choices and um, share this information and insights with friends or random people and it also makes me extremely glad when I'm able to put into play some of the gentle parenting and respectful parenting strategies that I have read about in my household and see how my daughter is just full of love and kind words and thoughts, positive phrasing, positive uh, messages for other people and self-talk. It's important to me that she has this inner voice that says, I am great. <laughs> and also that other people are great. And there's so much to love and learn about this world. No matter how ruined it seems from some perspectives, I don't want my daughter to feel like it's ruined. I want her to see all the possibilities and take as much advantage as she is able to of every opportunity to connect and learn and grow and be a full human being with every opportunity. Before I wrap this up, I wanted to finish with the talk about how some people ingest their placenta. I kind of think it's a fad. I think it's something that has increased with a doula service and just an added 
service that doulas often offer as part of their package. I don't totally agree with all the things that I've read about why people will ingest it. I tried it with my first birth and I'm not planning on doing it again, having it encapsulated, dried and encapsulated for a postpartum supplement. And the reason why I'm not planning on doing it again is because I've learned so much about the symphony of hormones that happens during pregnancy, during labor, and after birth. There's a whole new set of hormones with the different ratio that happened after the baby comes. So I didn't want to add hormones from the last cycle that was supporting birth into the next cycle that's supporting bonding. And I just wasn't sure how all that would jive. Plus, your placenta is a filtering organ. So if you had any toxin exposure during pregnancy, hopefully your placenta did its job and kept that from the baby, did not pass that along to the baby. And I don't want to take that back into my body after my body let go of it. A lot of people say that we're animals and other animals eat their placentas for the nutrients that they offer. And it's true that they do have a lot of nutrients like other organ meats. But I think, well, my theory is that animals will do that because they're trying to hide the scent and evidence that there was a birth in the area to protect themselves and their offspring from predators smelling and being attracted to the blood and the meat. So they just get rid of it. Uh, one reason why I might bite my placenta is to avoid hemorrhage. Immediately after birth, after the placenta gets out, there's a sort of wound where the placenta was attached and it bleeds, but it slows bleeding as the uterus contracts very quickly after birth. And it's not generally a big deal, but it kind of looks like a big deal if you're not familiar with birth. There's a good amount of blood. So I've heard and read that you can just take a bite of the placenta. You could just have a piece of it and put it in your mouth and it will help your body notice that it's time to produce that other set of hormones to close down your uterus and stop the bleeding and 
move on towards milk production and bonding with your baby and recovery from the birth. There's other ways you can avoid hemorrhage with some different kinds of herbs and also a lot of care providers will offer Pitocin as a solution which is a synthetic form of oxytocin which is created when you're smelling your new baby uh, when you're <laughs> hugging skin to skin your new baby when you're feeling supported and safe and loved safe birthing to me is with people you trust and uh, all the things that might come up during birth probably will have been discussed ahead of birth so that your team isn't surprised when you're in sort of an out-of-mind state, a uh, meditative state, and you're feeling scared maybe, or uh, you had if you had trauma before birth, you probably need to address that trauma before it's birthing time because when you're feeling vulnerable, all that will come up. You can't avoid your feelings or your experiences or the level of relationship that you have with your birth attendants. If you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling safe and supported, your body produces different kinds of hormones that stop or stall labor. And the main reason why most people who want a natural birth end up needing a C-section or hospital assistance is because they're totally exhausted trying really hard and not surrendering to birth, to the birth process. It's really beautiful how our bodies are so designed for that. And I can't wait to experience this transition again in my life. I'm looking forward to how... I'll be a new me again. I was a whole person before I had a baby. Last time I am a whole person now with my child and I will be a whole per a whole new person with this new child that's depending on me and the rest of the members of my family and my community to be consistent and to be safe and to create a world that they can grow and learn in. So, some people eat their placenta for the nutrients, for the hormones, because they think animals do it and we would do it, or because they want to try it 
a lot of people say that the reason you should eat your placenta or have it encapsulated and take the pills is because it helps regulate your hormones. But I think I'm going to try to do that after birth with things like maca, turmeric, ashwagandha. I want to support my body's like natural shift with herbs and foods that encourage your body to find balance in those areas. I have a bit of learning to do about it, but I would welcome anybody that wants to mentor me about that. If you know more than I do, please reach out and let me know. I hope that I haven't confused you or grossed you out, (laughs) but it is kind of important to talk about this stuff it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. So that's why I'm an advocate for (laughs) these kind of choices. Because who else is going to talk about it? Who else spend all their time trying to find out what I have? I don't know. Have you? Would you like to join me and talk about it some more? I would love that. Okay, well, that's enough about that. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in and sharing this time with me. A really special thanks to my Patreon supporters. I'm working on getting some snail mail to you. I wouldn't have gotten this far without your tangible encouragement. Thank you so, so much for all your input and feedback. I'm hoping many more listeners will find value in this project and choose to participate in various ways. One of the ways you could do that is to leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm backslash Joyce dash Cunningham. You never know. It could be a it could become a show feature. Anchor is currently where I'm broadcasting from. It's great. I can produce all from one platform and have a page for you all to see my library of episodes, plus the leave me messages option. Later, I'd like to compile some to the show. You could even ask me a question and I'll try my best to respond in the next episode. I'd also appreciate any shares through social media or an iTunes review to help others find me more easily and grow this community of thinking and feeling people. I get to connect with. Looking forward to your feedback, constructive criticism, and support. Just to recap, find me at patreon.com backslash craftwild 
anchor.fm backslash Joyce-Cunningham. I've also got an Instagram account under WCW underscore Willow Creek Wildcraft. You can check out to match some visual content related to my topics. I love to chat in DMs. Please hit me up. I'm looking forward to seeing how you all feel about this episode and getting some feedback about my sound and my topics and interacting with you as this project grows. Yay!